Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm Tracy Barnett, your host and narrator. Heroes, today we continue our series of Havoc Brigade, and I don't know about you, but I've really been enjoying listening to this. I really want to thank everyone who participated in the recording, and especially thanks to Dylan, who picked the game, arranged all of the scheduling to get all of this recorded, and ran the game. It's an absolute delight, and I can't wait for you to hear the rest of it. So, without any further ado, let's get to the show. It's working perfectly. Mm -hmm. It's totally fine. No plan. This is how it's supposed to go. Mm -hmm. We're just here to kidnap a guy. (laughs) (laughs) Girls have lost all sense of why they're here. Of course. (laughs) Whatever happens, happens. No, this right now, the goblins are marveling in the miracle of life. As ox and wrench are extracted. You get from really the cow. into characters, their problems. Now they do believe that they work at this. <laughs> yeah. We have the party inside the zoo. How are we proceeding from inside the buffalo enclosure? Okay. Is the enclosure like one of those pit enclosures or is it like, like flatland mm. enclosures? Uh, absolutely fences. Fences are easier to ruin. Okay. I'm going to try to like climb my way over. Actually, not climb my way over the fence. Um, since I know about machines, would I know how a lock works and just how a simple machine works and just try to find the the gate and open Yeah, you up? can you can just this is an even specific class knowledge. You do in fact know how doors go. <laughs> okay. That's so exciting for you. Work, so I'm going to go and look for the door and <laughs> yeah. open it up. So there is like the back entrance into the enclosure, but there's also like just like for feeding just sort of these side doors to kind of come in and out quickly mm-hmm. that the animals aren't supposed to be able to actually move through. Sort of like the, almost the airlock structure to it. Yeah, you can just freely leave. That being said, people are aware of the situation at this point. Oh. Like, you will be coming out into the zoo. Well, he don't know better. He <laughs> walks through that door, walking out into the middle of the zoo area and stops. It's like, Oh, my goodness, so many pots here for the taking. No, wrench, focus, focus on mission, focus on mission, wrench. And he looks back at the others and says, Ah, yes, uh, it is very active out here. Lots of people are out here. I say we just walk like we own the place. I love that. I love that. Yes. The goblins are on board because they do believe that they were. <laughs> You do own the place, as far yeah. as you know. Three orcs and a single employee of the zoo. <laughs> I'm just saying, how was I, how was I taking to throw when wrench exists? Oh, no, no, no. I, I'm just, all I'm trying to do is put a bit of a veil on it, right? I know, you I'm using it. Yep. The, the team, as it were, wanders out into the zoo. At this point, eyes are on you. I want to know what you're trying to accomplish at the moment. I am trying to pretty much cause some havoc, like we said, and release some animals. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what I want to do is, as, I, as soon as I see everyone, like, looking at me, I look over, is there, like, is what is, like, one of the biggest animal, like, right now that is nearby me that I could just oh, have some havoc with? 
Which which is a funnier animal, elephants or giraffes? Elephants. Okay. Shit. <laughs> I was going to say giraffes, yeah. but elephants are good. Yeah, they're, let's, they're go giraffes. Giraffes. let's go with giraffes. Let's go with giraffes. Yeah, let's go with giraffes. Elephants are pretty standard. There's giraffes. It's hard to transport elephants. Basically, if an elephant says no, they win. Giraffes are easier to herd. <laughs> Pull them by the skinny little legs. Yeah. What are you going to do? do? Say no. <laughs> You're mostly neck. You're not even a real animal. <laughs> that is so mean. <laughs> Listen, they're a weird creature and they don't make sense. They look like somebody took a horse, grabbed the top, and just stretched. Look, like, all I'm saying <laughs> is, look, giraffes have their own, like, they have their own genus. Like, that's all I'm yeah. saying. You really? cannot tell me. Yeah. yeah, they have their own genus. It's called giraffa. Like, that's amazing. So you can't tell me that there's something suspicious about that. Yeah. They were clearly <laughs> placed here by aliens. Mm-hmm. Yep. Obviously. That's it's the only way. That's why they got the little antennas. Anyway. <laughs> You're looking around trying to pinpoint what the most useful thing to immediately release is. And you're trying to like peek over the crowd and you hear these deep bellowing roars. And after that ends, there's almost like a howl in response and you see two heads, two stories up from everything else. Not two stories. I don't know how tall giraffes are. It's pretty, it's pretty goddamn tall though. But you see these heads poking above everything else, poking above the fences. This zoo was not built with this animal in mind, but then they got it and they were like, well, I'm not turning that down. So I would like to run over to the giraffe enclosure. And people are clearing the way. You are a big man in a welding mask. And I would like to, if I can, like open up the gate to the enclosure, run inside, hold up my metallic arm, and the wrist of the arm flips back as I fire a shot from my railgun that's inside of my arm into the air to kind of shock the giraffes into screaming and running out of the pen to cause a stampede. Yeah. Because one of my equipment is a railgun. It is a railgun. I have a railgun as one of my equipments. Yep. So we're going to burn one use of the railgun. You're looking to hit an 18 at this point. Okay. I'm going to also use shooting stuff. Yep. Knowing about machines. Uh, you get one skill. Okay, I'm going to use shooting stuff. Use my railgun with it. Yep, so you're at 3d6. Also, I'm. Can I. Can I. Can I. Can this be nicking some technology as one of my drives? I'm so incredibly disquieted by that, but that is sort of how you've established this for your character. Oh, sweet. That's. I would be wrong to say no, but the I am. Giraffes do have some good parts. Yep. Yep. Okay, so that's 4d6. Has to be an 18? Yep. It can happen. I got a 17. So I want you to take a point of damage as you cause these things to panic. But they don't move in any particular direction. You, like, ran in and immediately fired, standing between them and the gate. And when they start running, one of them just goes through you. They are running around the pen. And you've drawn a huge amount of attention to the large, panicking, flailing, just messes of a creature. <laughs> Gangly-ass bastards flinging their heads in oh random God. directions. Like, he just gets he just gets kicked in the process. <laughs> it gets sent flying and lands back where the group is at. And he, like, buzzes back. He's like, I've done it! I've released 
the giraffe into the wild. They are not released in the slightest. They are running around their pen. They are released. Okay. The goblins are gonna. The goblins are gonna do what they do best. Yep. And they're gonna. They're gonna scarper in six different directions. Yep. Abandoning the jumpsuit. Oh no! It's just terrifying. They all just come out like. Five of them come out of reasonable places. You know, we have the head, the arms pop out of the sleeves, the legs, and then there's one goblin who is trapped in the torso <laughs> trying to work yeah. the zipper from the inside. <laughs> Takes him a minute. That's Pete. Um, that's Pete. So they, they scarper in six directions, with each with a stick of dynamite. Oh, um, and they're going to go to just six random gates. They don't know anything about animals. <laughs> So dealer's choice on that one. Yeah. Just the six nearest gates entirely up to you where they go. Oh, they, no, they no, don't no, have no, the animals. No. One of them could be like the ice cream cart for all they know. They know nothing. So that's, <laughs> that's up to you, Dylan. No, that, the ice cream cart is a reasonable place to put like penguins because so, it's cold. Each of them runs, puts a stick of dynamite, and I'm trying to use creating a distraction and the dynamite as my main Yes. Here. But okay. also that's part of the drive because they see that that um no you see that like at this point guards are approaching like attention had been drawn from like the basically the entire bison incident that that employee had come back with some more people like something is going on over here (laughs) and then a rail gun went off (laughs) and and they just see what wrench tried to do and they don't have a lot of independent thought so they just kind of are trying to like do some more of that so that's the Fantastic. whole healthy works scenarios. Okay, yep. so that's two. Does that get me to five? Yes. Your skill, your dynamite, your drive is in total five. You're trying to get an 18. Oh, no. Okay, so does anyone think that that plan was good? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Invoking. May I? May I? Please. <clears throat> In the name of the one true God, that was a great plan. Do it again. I am just screaming <laughs> out to all the goblins fucking gear. And um, Bog Al-Karak is with you. Yeah. Uh, so immediately, the distraction element certainly works. You've pulled a little bit of attention away from the giraffe situation and into the a couple of explosions situation. <laughs> and immediately you're like, no, I put him in the wrong spot. And every goblin... Just pulls out the extra stick they have. Reroll. Oh, much better. Much, much better. 20 total. Oh, just by the fucking... Uh. Okay. So, there are these little explosions all over the place. The goblins have drawn attention away from everything, but they, like you said, they blew up the ice cream cart. One of them just put them... There was a plant in the middle of the walkway, and it just got buried into the roots. There is a small tree in the air and it's a moment of quiet and the scream from profanius in the name of bog and one of the goblins looks when the gate to the lion enclosure explodes the goblins are well out of the way everything is running and if there's anything we learn from reading books that involve animals so you don't run near a predator the lions just see motion and there is no logic they just come running out 
explosions all over the place, gates are damaged, and now people are trying to run in random directions and get out of paths, and they are opening more gates and just trying to get out of the way, which is then letting out, like, nominally non-dangerous animals. You know, the buffalo are now sauntering across the thing. There's one rhino in an open gate, like, completely open. The wall is nearly knocked down, and it's just looking around. Rhino doesn't get a shit. The zoo is in absolute havoc. What are we doing with this? <laughs> See, in my head, I imagine that the animals rush out of the zoo and onto the street. <laughs> Absolutely. Fantastic. Then, yeah, we're going to go with that. Basically, the lions were towards the back. So now anything that was large and concerned, like they were all set on edge by the explosions and then there's a roar and they look up and see like even the ones that don't exist in the right biosphere like a moose sees a lion and recognizes what's happening you know and they just rush along with the people it is a troubling and motley stampede coming out of the zoo this level of noise has interrupted just sort of a quiet background hum of like kind of celebratory brass as in this mess the orcs, and of course, the goblins, are sort of carried out into what appears to be a wedding procession marching through the city. There are nobles of all persuasions. The sort of citizenry are up in like buildings looking down, throwing little flowers. You know, this is a big deal. Nothing interesting really happens that often. And here we have way at the front, a fair ways away from the animal situation, but still just within eyesight, Prince Theodore. And from a nearby city, the Princess Elizabeth, who are supposed to be heading to their mm -hmm. wedding, and now are at the front of a very large interspecies stampede. <laughs> goblins are like, well, our work here is done. Yep, goblins go home. <laughs> that was what we were here to do, right? I, I think this is exactly what we are here to do, is uh, to cause distractions and... We need to get that guy. After... Guy. Oh, yeah, after yeah, he is yeah, king. To capture the king. After he is king. With his head attached. Mm. Oh, we can just take the king. He's not the king yet. <laughs> oh, yeah, so we have to wait till the marriage happens, and then we can take the king. Yes. Wait, but wait, whose head is he cutting off? The king, right? The princess? Well, the king is going to... Well, the prince is going to be the king. And then we bring the prince, who is now the new king. But, but, but for him to be king... If there was king. a guy whose head he's going to cut off, don't we just take that guy because he's already mm. the king? The lion jumps past the discussion. <laughs> oh my god, it's can I get after him? a deer. Can I get the lion? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ride a lion. Can I do it? <laughs> I want you to make me a role for lion taming. Dylan, I'm not going to even Dylan, up suspicion. No. We're going to leave it where it is. Dylan, here's the thing about the ox is I yeah. do have several lengths of chain. Yes. That I good. could use as some sort of makeshift reins on a lion. <laughs> yep. Okay. So that's a plus one for equipment. And one of my skills is being tough. And yeah. I think and you got to be tough, tough to ride a lion. <laughs> ride a lion. That makes sense. <laughs> what do I have to roll? <laughs> I... We're just going to leave this at uh, the 18 is what you got to beat. So you're currently rolling 3d6. Sure, and I'm going to do perfect is what's going to happen. Yes. And I'm going to ride a lion. So... Done. I, you know, I didn't roll all sixes, but I did roll all fours, which was pretty cool. That's pretty good. So that's 12. 
Yeah. I have the lion, please. You can have a point of damage <laughs> no! as the ox. Well, well, well the goblins on. really, really want the ox to ride the lion. No, the ox trying so to ride the They think that's a, an excellent plan. Trying to ride a lion work. is dead good. It's dead good. It's dead good. That's yeah. dead good. Please re-roll your three d six, and this sure. time roll them perfectly. Roll them perfect and do a good job. Yeah. I think it'll. Yeah. I think it's gonna happen. I think that's. Oh my fucking god! Seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> Literally kill me. Seventeen. Hold on. Okay, because I think this is deserved. I want you to take a look at that sheet. Take a look at your equipment, your drives. Is there uh-huh. anything uh-huh. on there that you can invoke that would add another die? Because if you are rolling one more die, you will succeed. One of, I have a fish. Uh, one of my drives is to fight a powerful enemy champion. I mean, and the king of the jungle is a powerful. Lions That's the champion so of the zoo. Powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is this is besting one, right? I would say that this absolutely constitutes <laughs> feeding a powerful foe. <laughs> so just for scale of success, please roll the 2d6, recognizing that this is absolutely going to take you over the <laughs> threshold for success. Amazing. I rolled threes on both of those, and math is hard. Uh, tw- so 23. 23. Fantastic. The ox lion tackles the lion. <laughs> just as it's going past, mid-sentence, like, well, hold on, but we need to cut off his... Oh! <laughs> I wanted one of those. (laughs) They roll. There are people being knocked over by a massive ox plus lion just rolling across the street. And there is a fist fight happening with a lion. (laughs) Trying to wrap the chain. Now I'm just picturing this lion is up on their feet. It's like two foot, like, but their fists up fighting. <laughs> we saw the end of Lion Queen's King. Brown. That's how Simba fights Scar. He gets up on his yeah. legs and he does. <laughs> but it's, it's like, a, it was like a moment where Ox punched the lion. The lion had like, oh, so we're doing this. And he just stood <laughs> upright up. and it went into like full fisticuffs ready to fight Ox. Yep. Punches him back. There's a point where it's like winning. And then the goblin all of a sudden, which goblin turns the tide? I think it would have to be Snot the Cleric, who feels very inspired by when Pythanius, you know, yeah. invoked the blessing of the one true god and wants to give it a go. Comes running up and sees somehow a sign from the god Bog al In the stampede, the sacred turnip was knocked into the streets. And of course, this goblin just runs by, scoops the turnip in two hands, and hits the lion in the back of the head as it's starting to bear down, finally having taken Ox to the ground. That distraction is exactly enough for the lion to look, decide, no, you know what, I'm going to bite you in half. And then Ox gets a good cross right across the lion's jaw. (laughs) (laughs) And the bell goes. The bell goes, the lion is like unconscious for like five seconds mm-hmm. which is exactly enough for it to be leashed <laughs> in these chains we and have a new speed <laughs> you're standing like over its back because it's unconscious and as you say that it like regains consciousness goes to stand up sees what's going on when its back hits your crotch <laughs> and goes to run and it's just the yank back on the chain like nope steed <laughs> A new mount, a powerful mount. <laughs> we cannot get inside of this one yet. 
If that one dies, let me have it, please. Of course. Thank you. I have no need for a dead steed. That is true and reasonable <laughs> as far as sentences go. <laughs> it was not a lie. Haley, please, again, to your scavenge. <laughs> lion. Add two uses of has a lion. Yes. I've cart mode and lion. Excellent news. Yeah. I'm a full transportation vehicle <laughs> all on my own. Yeah. Look, I still have my cow, so I'm fine. You're like one piece of equipment away from being a Megazord, man. <laughs> Hold on, wait. Can I clarify a point? Did we bring? Yes. Did we brought this? Okay. I am bringing my cow. Okay. I, well, I gotta I... imagine that then, like, the entire, like, team is having the conversation. The lion fight starts, and then there's just Wrench going, Oh! Yeah, it ran off. It comes back, and you can see the cow wheeling in by itself, because he's inside piloting it. We do not need the weird cow. Yes, we do need some. We have the cow's lion. mouth opens, and it's not a speaker or anything. It's just him shouting yeah. up. It just like it's just like the the mouth of the cow is already like uh, but it just cracks open wider. We need <laughs> this. It it is a very useful tool. I have used this thing twice. I have one more use left in it. I'm going to put it to work. I hate looking at it. <laughs> it hates looking at you too. And like two little ears, like two little hands reach out of the mouth and cover its ears. <laughs> if you go inside of it, you won't have to look at it. Hello, heroes, and welcome to the mid-roll. Heroes, have you had a chance to listen to our newest show yet? Mystery County Monster Hunters is a Monster of the Week production that is brand new to the OneShot Network, but has been going on for a little while now. That means that there is plenty of content for you to catch up on. It's an outstanding cast, the system is fantastic, and I absolutely love what they're doing with the show. You can find a link to it in the show notes, and you should definitely add it to your list of RPG actual play podcasts to check out. Now, with all that out of the way, let's get back to the show. Then how will but she my ride lion. the lion? <laughs> <laughs> the lion's gonna fit in. <laughs> Listen, VJ, I really need you to stop and ask yourself before you say things. Is the sentence I'm about to say gonna make sense? Because you're just saying ridiculous Listen, nonsense. Listen, that was profaneous saying that. So <laughs> I reserve the right to say ridiculous shit out of his mouth. Yep. Nope. It's that's the very first true. silly thing anyone said all day. Is all. Yeah. <laughs> this is where we've crossed the line. We've all been taking it so seriously. Mm-hmm. Immediately upon the stampede, when a lion gets fought by a creature in armor, no one at this point recognizes Ox as an orc because it is a eight-foot-tall being in plate mail and what? Fighting a lion in the middle of a city street. No one is clocked what Ox is aside from a threat. Correct. <laughs> The guards, like the honor guard for the king and for impending king, immediately swarm in and start pushing just the front maybe quarter of the processional like, we are going now. Go, go, go. As the rest of the guards basically come in with like garbage, little trash spears, trying to rout a zoo's worth of stampede. There's a crocodile in a fountain. It's not causing problems. It's just there. Um, well, those those are problems that you save up for later. 
Yeah, that's that's a city problem. Crocodiles is living their best life. It's a Having surprise a great time. tool that we'll use later. <laughs> <laughs> Can the goblins do the thing again? Just like disperse, or are you going to knock another person unconscious and <laughs> take, take their pants? Out, what, maybe a guard this time. Of course. Again, continuing the classic trope of you knock out a guard and then you're the guard now. Okay. Yeah. Make your make your roll. Let's build this one out. There are guards all over the place, and basically, yeah. But like, there's a, I feel like in the chaos, we could find one that got a little separated from the pack. Like, we're, we're watching absolutely. a lot of predators at work. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. It's like they are all over the place. Also, the goblins are sensing a, a change in the tide here with mm. them. The things are getting a little dicey, and they really don't want to die. And they're getting the impression that the guards don't kill other guards. So that they are specifically going for guard for the, that reason. That's fair. That's fair. So this is a, a, a pure survival instinct to knock out a guard. Yeah. And steal the okay. From the guard. Absolutely. Build the roll out for me. How are you doing it? So I got the the swarming over blokes. Yep. I got my drive to survive, and then also I have. Um, oh, I I can't use my my brick and a sock again. Can I? Nope. Everything is a one use thing. I, this was a. I do have a rusty saw. Oh. We're not going to describe how this one turned out. We're just going to oh, acknowledge that a rusty saw was involved. There we go. <laughs> you gave me this character sheet. I so did. I talk. did. I I should have thought, and I didn't. <laughs> but also, I regret nothing. So that's what's my difficulty for repeating my clearly very successful plan? Essentially, until you leave the area, we are plowing forward so currently we are at a suspicion level of eight which is going to give this a difficulty of 24 Ooh. in total Ooh, dang. Oh. yeah there was a lion fight and a zoo break <laughs> yeah, i don't yeah. know if we were clear on that it's the only possible plan dylan i don't know what you thought was gonna happen i okay. i thought this was going to happen quite frankly <laughs> like i'm not sure why you thought this was gonna go smoothly i didn't um. the game is called havoc brigade you are a brigade okay. causing havoc. This is great. What have I got? What have I got? What I've got is... What you've got is a drive to not die. Yeah, I've got a drive to not die, and I've got my swarming over blokes, and I've got a rusty saw. Okay. So I'm at five dice. I'm looking for something to get me a six dice. And, for comfort, yeah. Um, and I'm, I have a trained hedgehog or potentially a dog. I on a, a dog. string. A dog on a string. Now, is that... I was confused by this one. It's me, Orla. Yep. Is it like a an actual dog? Presumably. Or, or a toy dog? Now, it's reasonable to ask questions. But I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say it's a real dog. Yeah, and that no, I'm using 100%. the dog to distract one of the guards, to lead one of the guards kind of away from the others um, to make it easier to very peacefully knock him out with the blunt side of my rusty saw. Obviously. Yes, of course. I mean, it's rusty, which means that I the do. blade is dull and you can use it yeah, as a handle. Yeah, obviously what I do with the saw. Yeah. So that's what happens. <laughs> so, yeah, make your roll. Ooh, not great. Um, Good. Nah. <laughs> that's a lot of ones. <laughs> Got a four and a two, six. Plus three is nine, plus three ones is 12. Which is half of what you needed. So mm -hmm. it's basically this little, like, 
they've had it like just dragged behind them the whole time this little scotty dog please just go back mentally dear listener and insert that into every image you've had it's just a little scotty dog on a string not a leash being dragged behind the party the whole time it's just let loose just into the fray and just kind of looks up at a guard barks a little and then turns around like no this is this is a bad place to be i'm going back to the goblins of course this does in fact lure a guard over which team member which goblin takes the swing at the guard I mean, it's, it's, oh, it's got to be Stab, I guess. It uh, only makes sense. So, the thing about saws is the blades tend to be, like, flexible. They wobble a fair bit. The thing about rusted metal is it's brittle. Stab, the moment that this guard comes around the corner, swings back and goes to crack the guard in the head with it. Uh, well, probably the shins, if we're being realistic to heights. And immediately, That's when he brings it... That's how you knock somebody out. Yeah. Immediately, when he brings it forward, the blade bends and then breaks and he just whiffs and you're left a goblin holding a fragment of rusted metal in front of a guard and he just boots stab immediately stab hits the wall and splats you're down a goblin no (laughs) it is it is however now standing in the middle of five goblins is a guard who has had their attention drawn I feel like they're going to try and they, they really want to take him down now. Oh, yeah. This because is vengeance. Because he's killed one of them. The it wasn't revenge, but like, the drive to survive is stronger than ever. And they now really, really want to take this guy down. But they are down a soul. Um, so they're rapidly running out of weapons. They do, however, have bees? Question mark. So Pete, in a, in a, with a shriek of grief, <laughs> runs forward and, and, and goes, Stop! and then like opens his little jacket and from his jacket the whole time as I've, I've brought him a few times now the pizza's been buzzing vibrating all over the place can't sit still just from his jacket he just releases the bees fantastic so <laughs> is this just a distraction is this just to get well, out to take him down you're trying to kill him with bees okay <laughs> so that is you're currently at- also i mean they also use this gun swarming over blokes they are also jumping yep. on him and hitting him okay so like, is in the, that brings the, you the to additional 5d6 still we're gonna leave the I'm difficulty still- at 24 oh that's really unfair of you because i feel like this is a really solid plan <laughs> but we'll, right, we'll see what the party so. thinks if the plan is in fact dead good maybe you gotta okay. roll okay still Still, actually, I think worse. No! I think this is actually maybe worse. Um, let's see what we got here. We got uh, two, four, six, ten, thirteen. One, one more than last time. This is an improvement. I would like to yell. This is dead good. Like, wrench will yell at the top of his lungs. Like, no, no, you're supposed to use the bees like as as not as the distract, as not as an attack, but as an distraction as you go for the knees. Yeah, Hence the true. saying, where the, the bee's knees. Yes. Oh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> in case anyone was curious, both Orla and I are, in fact, bad people. I, You know, I feel at some point in the past two hours, they have learned that. <laughs> yeah. Make your reroll. Question. Yes? Can Profanius be shooting... Absolutely. You can start basically carving your way to like enough of a safe spot to like 
get the team out. How bad? I can't do maths. Um, it's okay. Dylan, you do maths for a living. Yeah, sort of. Sure. Whatever. It's all the same. <laughs> I got a, I got a five. Yep. And a five and a five. That's ten. And a four. That's fourteen. And a three. Seventeen. And a two. That's nineteen. Question: If I'm hitting and using my bow, does that add two dice to that? Wait, no. That's, I said three fives. Yeah, you missed. Oh, sorry. You said three fives. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were just repeating yourself. Uh, <laughs> no, I said five out of five out of five. Okay, so then five more than nineteen, so that's twenty-four oh, exactly. Never mind. Hey. There you go. The goblins just open the coat, and there's a moment of panic when the bees just sort of puff a little bit. Form a little bit of a cloud. Mind in their own business. And Brain basically just comes over and just starts slapping the back of the coat. <laughs> At which point the bees become agitated. <laughs> there is a bit of a swarm. They actually start getting aggressive. They start stinging the guy. Immediately, Pete just lunges forward and bites the man's leg. Trying to get right at that good juicy brain meat. <laughs> <laughs> There's a scream. He's on one leg. Jump up, hit him in the chest, the goblins swarm over him, and we don't worry about it. There's a bunch of noise as the team he, is sort of fending off ambient. It's one of those cartoon dust clouds yep. where like a leg pops out and an arm here and somebody yells. And then suddenly the goblins have emerged standing up. Yeah, just a guard sort of shambles out a little uncertain. You can oh, add into your sca- add a spear to your scavenge. You can take up two slots. You can put in looks like a guard and spear. What do you want to do? Now that you've had vengeance and the acquisition of a uniform and a lion and a stampede, and your target is fleeing towards the cathedral. I think they're just, again, they want to, like, they're really in character. And they're, like, mm-hmm. going to lead the Abomination Cow and, by extension, Wrench away from the, the situation as though they're doing this efficiently. Fantastic. I'm going to just give that one to you. There are guards shepherding animals all over. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, and this at least looks, at a glance, through a riot, coherent, having a guard just leading a cow. It's got to go It's fine, somewhere. as long as you don't look too close. <laughs> Either the guard or the cow. Profanius is inside the cow. It's just hopped in there at this point. How's the ox doing? I'll follow them with my lion. Yep. <laughs> I'll, ch- I'll, put on, I'll, put on, I'll put on an air... Of like very confident, very much doing my what I'm supposed to be doing is leading this lion this way. The people who leave this place today will be telling stories of the night astride a lion <laughs> for years. No one knows what the hell is happening here. It's just a wooden knight astride a lion. <laughs> that apparently took issue with the imprisonment of animals. Becomes a whole folk tale. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm an activist for animal rights, and that's sure. why. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that makes. Totally that's, that's what we happening. were doing. Yeah, the whole time. Naturally. Yep. We love animals, and them all staying in one piece. <laughs> yep. That's that's how the cow happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to push you guys forward into Footfall District. Essentially, there's a little bit of a river. There's a bridge over it. And after the princeling and the princess get across and you all manage to sort of, calling it sneak feels very generous, 
but you manage to escape the giant riot that makes, honestly, anything you do feel inconsequential by scale. You manage to find yourselves sort of in a quiet corner down near Ironside's Tavern. Ironside's Tavern is the only place in town that puts up with the open presence of orcs. It is a bar. They do not give a shit. You you came in. Are you paying for your drinks? Sure. Do you sometimes do this weird thing where it seems like you drink through osmosis with your hand? Whatever. As long as you don't leave hand marks on the table, it, just, just wipe it off before you touch stuff, please. At this point, Haley, are you still astride the lion or is the lion like just chained onto the like little wooden dealy outside next to the horses. Yeah, I'm going to chain him up outside. I don't think he's going to fit yeah. inside. No, because he's a steed and he belongs yeah, there. Yeah, he goes with the horses. This is my mount. He goes mount. with the other he steeds. He goes with the other mounts. And the cow. Yeah. And also yeah, the cow. Totally. Is the yeah, lion totally trying to eat the cow? Trying to eat the horses and the cow. The horses, yes. The cow, no. The cow does not smell like food anymore. <laughs> Yeah, whatever the lion wants to do, that's kind of his business. I'm not going to stop. I, I'm not here to control the lion, like, outside no. of his work hours. Except right. the chains as a yeah. student. Outside of his work hours, it's not really my business what he gets up to. So. Yeah, you are a team now. And part of that is respecting the autonomy of your other teammates. Exactly. exactly. Which is why I'm tying him to a post with a metal chain. You understand. Yeah. There is a minute where things start to cool down. Uh, we are getting later in the day. The news has been moving through the city that, obviously, there was a massive riot where the zoo basically erupted and animals got loose. The The king-to-be was evacuated. They were taken to the Cathedral of Solace in the center of the city. And that place has been locked down. We are at a base suspicion of six. The guards are all over the place. Everything is ready. The emissaries in the Elven Quarter have been alerted for the Conclave of Magicians. They're basically, there's a small embassy for the elves, and it is full of some of the most powerful casters in, honestly, the country. They're all ready. They're on call. They know that this wedding has to go through. They know that the orcs are coming. If they don't get this merger, if they don't get the armies kind of consolidated, they're going to be overrun. And the four of you, sorry, let me redo that math. And the eight of you are in a bar. This episode of One Shot uses music from the following artists. Aggressive Tendencies by Rhythm Scott. Valhalla and Pinpuller by Thor. Hot Sauce by Bobo Renthway. Slayer by Kimchi. And Eternal Mountain by Lincoln Davis. This episode of One Shot was edited and sound designed by Tracy Barnett. You can find more of their work online anywhere at The Other Tracy. That's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry, we'll be back with the finale of this series of Havoc Brigade next week. Hey heroes, it's James here. It's time for you to grab a bird, a saddle, and a lance. Because we've got new episodes of Sky Joust coming at you next week. Sky Joust is the One Shot Network's competitive sports drama actual play. Inspired by your favorite sports animes and set in Skyjack's world of sphere. Follow four different adolescent jousting teams as they battle their way through the quarterfinals, eventually to face each other in head-to-head -head PvP matches. 
It's competitive because we have four different teams of protagonists, and everybody's got a reason to win. But there's only one championship spot, and the game decides who takes the crown. Watch your favorite performers from around the one-shot network and world of actual play in some intense and hilarious moments. You can listen to Sky Joust right now by heading over to your favorite podcast app and search for Sky Joust, S-K-Y-J-O-U-S-T, with two exclamation points. If you first checked out Sky Joust when it was on the Skyjax feed, we are finally airing brand new episodes, so it's the perfect time to jump in. We'll catch you in the lists, heroes. As we typically do, we are ending this episode of One Shot with a call to action. And heroes, I am looking at the website for fivecalls.org right now. This is a great setup. It has an entire list of important issues like codifying abortion rights, supporting Senate Bill 4 to restore federal protections against voter suppression, to end the Hyde Amendment block on abortion funding, so many things. And when you set your location, it will give you issues that are important to you in your locality. The purpose of Five Calls is to make it easier for you to call your elected officials, both at the federal and at the state level. This is a great way to actually move the needle and affect change with these people. Now, obviously, depending on where you live, there are people whose opinions just won't be changed, even by their constituents, which is an absolute and utter shame. But this is where I'm going to encourage you to register to vote and to make sure that you are voting in the upcoming midterm elections. There are a lot of swing states where the Democrats could actually hold on to the Senate and maybe even get a majority such that particular Democrats won't be blocking everything that we try to do. Wouldn't that be novel? So... I know these are things you hear all the time, call your representatives, make sure you register to vote, but they are still important even in the face of everything that is going on. If that doesn't seem enough for you, then find local organizations, get involved, and take part being an activist for the things you believe in. It's really important, and you really can make a difference. Thanks, heroes. If you enjoyed this show, you should check out some of the other shows on the One Shot Podcast Network. Shows like Mystery County Monster Hunters Club, an actual play podcast where the heroes are teens and the teens are a mess. Join a group of well-meaning after-school monster hunters in the year 2006, doing their best to protect a weird little town in the 51st state of Superior. Using Monster of the Week, this cast of improvisers confronts cryptids, magic, and the biggest monster of all, feelings. Find Mystery County Monster Hunters Club at mysterycounty.com or your favorite podcast app. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at gamemaster at oneshotpodcast.com. One Shot is a production of the One Shot Podcast Network in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at p-a-r-a-c-o-s-m-press.com. Finally, that music, which is right now swelling up over my voice, is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes.